Hail and well met, adventurers, and welcome to the Audio Armory, an exploration of weaponry through the ages. I'm your local bard, Emily Cardamus. And I'm your local blacksmith, Liz Belts. Liz, what have you been up to this week? I have been researching animals. You have? I have. Because I derailed your initial uh, idea for this episode yeah. with a dumb joke, and then we decided, oh, hey, let's make it a real thing. Yeah, because that's it was so much better than my idea, so I was just like, mm, no, we're doing this. No, incorrect, but you also, you had a good idea. I just ended up having, a, I just ended up being extremely loud and passionate about my idea. And then I matched it, so all's good. <laughs> right, no, and then you supported my idea. We'll eventually go back to your idea and make that an episode. Probably many episodes, but, you know, this one, this episode is about this now. Yes. And what is it, this thing in which? This episode is about animals with weapons. Aw, yeah. (laughs) Not like normal animals with weapons, fantasy animals with fantasy weapons. And just kind of like talking about like how plausible and and plausible is with a question mark, because obviously fantasy talking animals is not plausible, unless you believe in your heart. Believe in the but, heart of the card. But you know what I mean. Like, like what kind of swords, or hammers, or spears, or whatever would these animals, who can apparently talk and wield weapons, use? Yeah. And I figured, I mean, I know you have a topic, but I thought I'd throw in a topic as well that maybe we can hit sure. first. Okay. Um, there's... For instance, a very popular thing right now um, with animals with weapons would be Monster Hunter World with the cats. That's true. Yes. I, like, completely forgot that Palicos existed. Yes. And I absolutely adore them. I especially love the chef because, oh, my God. Palicos are so good. For those uninitiated uh, in any of the Monster Hunter video games, uh, I believe, I don't remember when they started, but basically... You have uh, animal companions who help you hunt, uh, like fight fight monsters and stuff, and they're little cats, and they have their own weapons, and they can do their own things, and they're cute as heck, uh, and yeah, and they're called palicos, because they're your pal. Oh, I didn't know this, and now my heart's melting. <laughs> I don't actually know if that's why they're called palicos, but that's what I always thought. That only makes I'm, perfect like, sense. Because so. it's like calico and pal. Yeah. Palico. Now I'm having emotions about cats as your friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seeing as most of them are armed in some way, shape, or form, I figured it'd be best to try and cover, well, is that even a feasible thing? Question mark? And I found out some neat things about cats. Just your basic cats. Um, cool, based, give me some cat facts. Based off of, you know, an average weight of a cat, which is uh, 8 to 10 pounds, I discovered something I didn't quite think was possible. Cats are far stronger than dogs are. Small cats can actually beat up dogs three times their size. <laughs> so that Is that be- strength or just dexterity? All of the above. Oh. Cats are <laughs> strong as cats. Heck. They are just very merciful. <laughs> uh, That's fair. But it's because they're more muscular and they have more agility that they're able they're basically able to, you know one up a dog so Mm -hmm. if you were to have them in comparable sizes like say you have a german shepherd and you have a cat the size of a german shepherd that cat's going to kick that shepherd's butt no questions that dog what would you fight a hundred 
tiny cats or one horse-sized cat, or I don't know. <laughs> or one horse-sized dog. Yeah, I... what's the what's the thing? A hundred duck-sized... Eh, regardless, you know what I mean. Exactly. But I saw that, I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> oh no, I am not going to mess with cats ever again. As I sit and stare at my cat who is judging me from afar. I mean, that makes sense, though, because, like, in Monster Hunter, you fight, like, dragons and stuff, so... It makes me feel a little bit better that um, your palicos would actually be able to like. I mean, I don't know. We're all we're playing with we're playing hard and loose with fantasy rules. But if a cat could take down like a larger dog, what's to say that a cat couldn't take down a, a Rathalos? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if you use our the realistic knowledge and were to you know kind of throw it into magical land, mm-hmm. it it makes sense strangely enough it's like some people may have feasibly done research or something when they designed these things questionably that or they just got really lucky in guessing yeah i was gonna say there might be some logic in in the sort of fantasy decisions but still fantasy magic decisions yeah but if i were to have a fantasy cat i would totally give it a rapier because Mm -hmm. because of their speed and agility but also Mm -hmm. their sheer strength they could just just kebab five monsters and then just be fine. They'll just be like, yeah, nope, we're good. Yeah. What's next? Come on, guys. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're literally talking about Puss in Boots is the thing. We are talking we, about Puss in Boots. We're talking about Puss in Boots Puss in, even Puss realizing. Puss in Boots is the most accurate. It's <laughs> the most accurate cat. depiction of a cat. <laughs> oh. Thanks, Antonio Banderas. <laughs> Someone did their research. They knew. That being said, I thought I'd open up with that. And uh, as you, if you'd like to explain our next, our next creature. Well, I was gonna say if we if we're talking about cats, maybe next we should shift to mice. Yeah. Hey. And when we were kind of talking about this, uh, or when I was initially, I, I'd eventually love to do a whole episode about Redwall because. There are so many animals. For those uh, not aware of the Redwall series of books, it is sort of a fantasy uh, fantasy young adult book series by Brian Jakes. Uh, it starts off with the titular book Redwall, and it is mainly stories centered around uh, Redwall Abbey and these animals that live there and, you know, thrive in this community. And there are... I mean, this is a world that has... Mice with swords and badger kings and uh, a fighting team of rabbits that all have Cockney accents. Uh, it's incredible. It is absolutely amazing. It was a staple of my childhood. If you've never read it, please go read it. Don't read it while you're hungry, though, because one of the things that Brian Jakes does a lot is like multi long page descriptions of dinner setups. Oh, no. And they're always like, it. Man, no book series makes you want to eat fantasy food as much as the Redwall series does. Like, the the description of cakes is incredible. But all of that aside, the main... I, I wish I... And this is the poor part of me. I don't totally remember. I should have looked it up. But in the first book and, and in earlier books, there is sort of a sword that uh, Martin the Warrior has and eventually uh, Matthias has. That is, you know, sort of the 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 sort of titular magical sword of Redwall Abbey. Uh, it gets stolen; they get it back. That you know that that whole sort of thing. Yeah. Um, it's sort of the the legendary sword of the series. 
Um, and it's always been depicted as kind of a, a, a broadsword. But again, like, we're talking a mice, a mouse size broadsword. Uh, it's, it's very small. And if I were to make a mouse a broadsword, it would be out of a nail. Just saying. So. I'm literally wearing that broadsword necklace that you, or that uh, Claymore necklace that you made me. You? So it would basically be that. <laughs> yeah, like, just it arm would, them up. It would, yeah, it's here you go, little guy. <laughs> and like, and granted, there's like a lot, the more I thought about it, the more that I realized that there's so many uh, fantasy properties that have mice with swords for some reason. Uh, Redwall. Uh, actually, there's that new game that just came out for PlayStation. I think it's called Moss. I don't actually know if yeah. that character has a sword or not, but I feel like she would. Oh, uh, the other one I thought of was Rippy Cheap from Narnia, who had a rapier, who was in... I don't know, he was just talking about... Again, Narnia. We're talking magical yeah. creatures. Uh, he had a... He was a mouse, and he had a rapier. I think he went to heaven. I don't remember. They they sailed to the edge of the world, and there's kind of a whole allegory thing about Narnia. If you if, if you guys didn't know, Narnia is a huge allegory story. Um, and the lion is Jesus. The lion's Jesus. Um, the end. Now you yay. know. The reason everyone hates Golden Compass is because it's about killing God. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> welcome to lit- literature podcast time. But yeah. regardless, uh, sort of a different... I would say probably more, I hate to say more traditional, but like a more, like you think of a mouse, you think of like, oh, a mouse with a rapier makes a little more sense than a mouse with a broadsword, but. But uh, let me prove you wrong there, because I found some like mind-blowing stuff along the lines of the cat facts. These are even more Give me some mind-blowing mouse facts. (laughs) I feel like this is the weirdest thing to be talking about, but let me explain. Mm -hmm. So a mouse weighs only half an ounce. That's not even a sixteenth wow. of a pound. Jeez. They weigh half of an ounce. Now hold on, Ooh. hold on to that fact. Hold on to it with, okay. your, with your life. Okay. Now, it can easily hold its own body weight with its okay. two front paws, right. which, in comparison to humans, is actually really crazy. I can't hold right. myself up. I mean, that's one hundred seventy pounds of weight to hold on my noodle arms. They don't mm-hmm. do that, and mm-hmm. basically. You're comparing a mouse to a human bodybuilder. That would be the best comparison. Mice are jacked. Mice are jacked. But it gets better. Not only are they jacked, but they're stronger than rats. Which, you th- you see a rat and you think, oh wow, this thing is huge. It could probably kick my butt. No. A mouse could just demolish a rat because of the fact that they are so strong. But also, also, they can run 11 feet per second. Now I feel like Redwall was a huge cop-out because, okay, the main villain, or one of the main villains in Redwall is this rat that comes to take over the the abbey. Mm -hmm. And they eventually, spoiler alert for this book that is really old, I think Mateus uses the sword. He cuts the bell out of the bell tower Mm -hmm. and, like, it falls on Clunny and he dies, the rat. Yeah. And he's crushed by the bell. And it's like, now I want... And granted, they have a super cool, like, fight beforehand. But also, it's like, I want to... Now I want to just see Mateus just, like, destroying him. (laughs) Because it sounds like he'd be totally possible. Oh, yeah. I mean, the only reason why a rat could feasibly win against a mouse is if, you know... the it wasn't the mouse wasn't agile enough or made you know a basically a dumb mistake or somehow the rat got lucky and was able to catch it because mm-hmm. the bite would be able to be enough to take out the mouse that's not 
that that is not what I'm saying in regards to strength. I'm saying in right. regards to actual, like, being able to hold the, like hold their own weight. Right. Um, and then some. So that, that in itself kind of boggles my mind. But with all of that information, not only could a mouse easily hold a rapier, but I would actually see them being more like miniature tanks, where they would have, like, broadswords, long pole arms, spears sort of things. Yeah. Just, like being the first wave to take out as like if you had a war okay oh if you had a war of mice versus squirrels you would have mice basically tanking through and wiping them out this is what you need to read red redwall because like there is literally like i mean the squirrels are on the mice's side usually but that is like oh my god you need to read this <laughs> book series it's so your jam but well, i also just love i love that fact and now I'm going to go through my life with that fact in my heart. And every time I see a mouse, I'm going to know it's jacked. Yeah, know that mouse is jacked. You know that You know that mouse that's just kind of like, you know, sometimes sneaks into your house to steal a crumb or something? Don't mess with that mm-hmm. mouse. Don't you that dare. Mouse is gonna, that gonna mouse will suplex up. you. <laughs> that mouse might have a sword. <laughs> and if it does, you are screwed. You're, you're just find just a new bones. house. Don't even. Yeah, <laughs> house is not worth it. Just, no, just go on with your life. Exactly. Just move to another state. Find another mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. It's worth it. Now, as for the next phase of animal facts, I don't know. Would you? Would we like? I don't know if you did fox facts. Would you I like did do fast? fox facts. Do you want to do some fast fox facts? Let's do some fast fox facts. In honor of one of the other animals with swords that I thought of, which is Sir... I never know how to pronounce his name. Didymus? Sir Didymus. Sir Didymus. From the movie Labyrinth. Oh, neat. Who is a cool... He's like a cool uh, knight guy. Um, he's technically one of Jareth's minions, but, you know, he ends up helping Sarah, you know, during her trip. And he's sort of very much like the sort of stereotypical but kind of bumbling like kind of shakespearean noble hero sort of thing but not like a knight he's very sort of robin hood-esque uh i don't know why you know what speaking of foxes why didn't we just talk about like robin the hood. disney robin hood yeah it's like as soon as you said that that like, made everyone wait. a furry yeah though <laughs> give me some fox facts all right so the fact that you related this fox from i mean not only Robin Hood fox, but mm-hmm. the fox from Labyrinth, Labyrinth as being Robin Hood-esque makes perfect sense. That is because, I mean, so red foxes especially, they have a very different scale for weights. They can be as light as 7 pounds or as heavy as 30. I mean, it depends on exactly which region they're in. Some are actually smaller and more cat-sized or just a little bigger than a cat. Or are more like a small dog. Well, medium-sized dog, I should say. Foxes can also run up to 30 miles per hour, which is pretty dang fast for a fox. Um, again, if you were to scale that up, that's that's it's not mice fast, but right. it is it is a fast. Mice is, are like Usain Bolt fast. Ex- beyond. They are beyond. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> no, if you do the math of 11 feet per second... You will, yeah. You will sit there and just be like, "How is that an actual number?" That mouse is gone. <laughs> he gone. <laughs> so yeah, the bouge. <clears throat> but I would say, out of what we're going to discuss today, the fox would be the second fastest underneath okay. the mouse. Now, mm-hmm. because of their personalities, they tend to be, you know, they're a lot more sneakier. They're uh, 
basically their homes are a lot more well hidden than say um, a mouse or they're crafty yeah so it's like your stereotypical it's like hmm that's that person's a fox sort of thing it's just they're sly they're sneaky they, that's mm-hmm. what they are mm-hmm. so that being said they aren't super strong like they're able to you know take out typically birds small rodents things of that nature but they never go beyond their own size it's just not something that they can do given their weight and their strength they're built for speed more than they are for battle with that i would say that foxes are more likely to be either a range so like a bow and arrow or using something like a dagger or a short sword because of their speed they could easily you know get close and do what they need to, or remain hidden long enough to get at you. Right. I was going to say, foxes are in Redwall, the Redwall series, a lot too, and they're always, almost stereotypically, uh, like thieves or like charlatans, which is kind of rude. Yeah, now I would that say I like, th- think about it. I would think of them more as assassins. Yeah, than... I, I definitely think, like, I think they're usually like sort of petty, petty thieves. Yeah, um, I no. think there are some that are assassins. Um, I actually think there's a book that's about a fox that basically is like a hero, but he can't go. Like, there's a whole there's a whole bit how he like can't go anywhere because everyone like he can't go to Redwall Abbey because everyone thinks he's like a you know gonna kill him and rob him and stuff, which yeah. is like sad. It's like no stereotypes. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's that's where I'd put a fox on our our scale of. Animal talk, at least for today. All right, so we've got so we've got mice at the top in terms of speed. Yep. And then underneath mice, we got foxes. Yep. And then we have. And then underneath foxes, we have cats. Cats. I was like, what did we talk about <laughs> right before that? To cap all of that off, why don't we talk about another animal that is near and dear to all of our hearts? A blue, the, our beloved, the badger. Yes. Which I have, I want you to give some some story first about the badger in particular we will be talking about today and blow your mind afterwards. So please talk about our badger friends. So, okay, you know how sometimes people say, I I think I actually dug this tweet up and maybe I'll, I'll put it in the show notes or something. Because as we were having this conversation about this episode, I'm pulling back the curtain for y'all. Um, I, I had, I remembered this tweet that I read that was basically like every good idea has the has the, like, spark of a really stupid idea in it. And I realized that this was kind of, that was kind of this episode because I thought about, like, other animals we could talk about and how they might wield weapons in, in these fantasy worlds. But the truth of the matter is that this episode started with me going, hey, there was a one-off joke in a fantasy improv podcast I listened to about a badger wielding a full-sized warhammer. Um, and that's where we are today. Right now. Yep. It's magical. And to be fair, he is not a badger. He is a shapeshifter. He is a shapeshifter. He's usually a badger. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to be very, very careful with my pronunciation from here on out. Because the badger shapeshifter that i am talking about in particular is none other than chunt from hello from the magic tavern but anyway yeah there is a joke in an episode that i was cursed by because i i heard it and then i realized i had to draw it <laughs> where basically they joke that uh he's had a warhammer a full-sized warhammer this whole time and 
you know, why haven't you mentioned it beforehand? But it made me think, could a badger wield a full-sized warhammer? And that would be dope. And and then I also realized that, like, bad badgers are also, like, very present in the Redwall series. So, you know, there's another tie there. Every animal's in Redwall. But uh, badgers are particularly awesome because typically there's, like, like there's actually, like, a thing called, a ba- like, the Badger Lord. And they rule over this cool mountain-slash-volcano called Salamandastron. And they have, like, spears and stuff. It's awesome. Bless. They also run like idiots. You ever seen a video of a badger run? They run so stupid. It's like, wabada, wabada, wabada. It's, I think someone described it to me one time as, uh, as a bar stool suddenly realizing it can move. Yeah. Yeah. That's how badgers run. Anyway, Liz, I have a very important question for you that we've been dancing around this whole time. (laughs) And is, and it is, can Chunt wield a large warhammer well seeing as chunt is a fantasy badger and not an actual badger let's start with some actual badger facts give me some actual badger facts and then we can carry it over uh, assuming some things sure Uh, so your normal badger honey badger whatever just badger badgers um weigh anywhere between 25 to 35 pounds so they're they're pretty hefty for their size I mean, I it's something. I've got to say, as yeah, as mimetic as honey badgers are, European badgers are way cooler and way better designed. <laughs> well then, and somebody yes, has a bias. I'm talking about the aesthetic design of badgers, but you know what? <laughs> Anywho, if we're gonna go that route, we are. This is the basic between a honey badger and a European badger. It's their range in weights. Right, right. Um, Now, they do have terrible eyesight. They're, I would, they're not quite legally blind, but they're pretty, they're pretty bad. Um, They tend to see just general shapes, uh, to my understanding. (laughs) Yes, they don't, they don't see crisp and clear. Now, granted, that could change, you know, from species to species. Some might be able to see a lot better than others, but typically they're not, they don't have the sharpest of eyes. Can we can we make a foundation for badger glasses? <laughs> I'm really sad about this now. <laughs> I'm really sad that badgers can't see well. All right, everybody, you've heard it. This has actually been an entire thing to raise money for badgers. Um, please fund. Please donate GoFundMe. now. Yes, please go to our uh, GoFundMe as. Uh, or, or Kickstarter, as we mm-hmm. um, fashion glasses for badgers. Mm-hmm. Um, just we'll, we'll post a link below. Please follow it. Um, any donation helps. <laughs> In the arms <laughs> of an angel. <laughs> oh, goodness. But... Give it that. Well, now that I think about it, maybe that's why they run so weird. Yeah, they just can't see good, so they're just like screw they're it. Just We're kind just of stumbling. Gonna... Yeah, it's just like a drunk, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it makes sense. Now, even though they have terrible eyesight, um, they can run up to 16, 16 miles an hour, which is pretty good. I thought you said sixty miles an hour for a second. Whoa. I was gonna like lose my mind. <laughs> 
There he go. <laughs> See you, space cowboy. <laughs> Zoom. Oh no. my gosh, that would be that would be terrifying. <laughs> it would be. Imagine it would be like, so walking worse. down an alley and you're just like accosted <laughs> by a badger. <laughs> it's like, where's my money? Oh god. <laughs> and the thing is, this badger would only have to run into you. It wouldn't even have to bite you or like use its claws. No, because... it would just be it would just be sheer kinetic energy. Yes, and it would break your bones because. The badgers have the thickest skulls. Like, they are extremely thick because Yo. they had butt things. That is what they do. That's amazing. <laughs> they they just, pl- they are tanks. They I are small. So much more respect for badgers tanks. now. And what's beautiful about it is that given their, like, bulkier build, too, and the fact that they stay low, like, they are tanks. They are literally living, breathing tanks. More so than a mouse. Because the mouse doesn't have the same heft behind it. Right. Badger will demolish walls if it was our size. <laughs> That's incredible. I actually think there's a scene no. in a Redwall book where one of, like, a badger, like, busts through a wall like the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> yeah. If they were human, if they were more human-sized, yes. Yes, they could. They could just plow right through a drywall. No, no problem. Oh, my god. It would be like running through a cobweb. <laughs> Gosh. Now, with all of this information. Yes. That means our badger friend can have his Warhammer. Yes. He can also have a battle axe. He can have any heavy now, are weapon. Now, are we like. talking. Now, here's the thing, though. Are we talking a two scale Warhammer or are we talking like a full sized Warhammer? We're talking like a. Like a person sized We're talking a little bit more two scale because of the fact okay, that. Okay, okay. I mean, one, it's it's a size thing. Like, that would be a lot for. Understandable, a arms but disappointing. Well, yeah, a little bit. I mean, if you wanted, to, if you wanted to do two scale, imagine your. You know what? Let's look this up right now. How big okay. is your average warhammer? Okay, it's about twenty nine inches. So, okay. uh, just over two feet. It could take half of one, easily. Okay. It could take. So we it, get two badgers on top of each other, and they could wield a full size warhammer. Yeah, if you were to get two badgers in a trench coat, they could right. easily do that. So we get, we get, if we're speaking in Magic Tavern universe, we get Chunt, and then we get, like, I don't know, Talbot, who, you haven't met Talbot yet, he's great, he's just an actual badger. Um, he just talks with little, like, chitter-chatter. I love Aww. him. Uh, so we get Chunt, and then we get Talbot, and they just stack on top of each other, and put a trench coat on. And, and then they just go. They demolish they everybody. Go. Yeah, they can just wield a full-size hammer together, and they are, like, a badger Voltron. Yeah. But only and I mean, two of them. Voltron was, like, more people. That's really great, though. I love the fact that badgers could heck me up. I love the fact that any animal could defeat me in combat if they so choose. Yeah, it's amazing. The Which, fact that they do not choose is quite Yeah, amazing. it makes me very thankful that I don't have to fight animals every day of my life. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm Like, so... imagine having to, like, walk to work and I'm like, okay, cool, now I gotta fight the badger guard. He's gonna, like, take out my shins again. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Emily, I'm why are you walking to work with broken shins? Well, Badger Guard got me, got one over on me again. You know how it is. Well, that was just—I would say that was just a taste 
of what kind of animals <laughs> weapons could have. That's what animal weapons could have do. Mm-hmm. How to arm your animal. Step Volume 1. In this 12-step series, we'll tell you the most ideal weapon for your animal. Hey, legit, though, that's a really good idea. If you want us to, like, look up animals and, like, what would be the best, most ideal weapon for them if they, it was possible that they could wield weapons, tweet at us, at Audio Armory Cast, what animal you want us to do, and we'll do it in another episode, because this is fun. Yes, I especially love just figuring out the basic facts and then comparing them to if they were a human size and then becoming very, very afraid. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, Next episode, petrified. we'll talk about horse fingers. <laughs> I saw it and I'm scared. Yep. Uh, but to I want to I wanna round off this episode with a bard's tip of the week, if you don't mind. Go for it, my dude. Okay, I'm doing a JoJo pose, but you can't see it because we're on audio. And so, so listener in your head, imagine that I did a cool JoJo pose because I did. Um, my tip of the week is to is is this. This is my tip of the week, and it's sometimes you are anxious about a thing, and what you got to do is just take your anxiety and yell at it. Like, and that sounds really silly, but I mean that, like, absolutely genuinely, because I've, I'm, I'm a, you know, I, I, I get anxious about a lot of things as a, as a human being. Um, I'm very anxious about some things that are coming up very soon in my life because I constantly worry that I forget how to talk in public situations, even though I've shown time and time again, I'm actually pretty okay at it, but my brain likes to convince me after the fact that I've screwed everything up. But what you have to do to that part of your brain, that, like, anxiety part of your brain sometimes, is say, F you, anxiety, you're wrong, and I'm gonna go do the thing anyway. It's 2018. Welcome to the Thunderdome, sucker! Uh, And you just have to do that to yourself sometimes. But, like, in a loving, encouraging way. Yeah. Because life, you're not gonna, if, if you let yourself if you stop yourself from doing fun things you're not going to do any fun things and you don't have time and that's going to sound morbid but you don't have time to let yourself miss out on things because you're worried you're going to screw something up because you know what everyone else is worried about themselves anyway and no one's going to remember you're going to remember like i mean that you might have said something silly. Lord knows that I've been sitting here for the last couple weeks thinking about the last time I was in a situation where I had to stand in line at an autograph table and completely flubbed over my words when I got there and thinking about how I'm going to do that in uh, two and a half weeks. I don't, you know, I still don't know. But I'm not going to let that stop me from doing the thing anyway. Because it's just how you do things. Exactly. So, in short, find your anxiety, punch it in the face, Mm -hmm. and do that thing that you wanted to do anyways. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, like she said, life's short. Your anxiety is a goblin. Take it out of your brain and beat it with a stick. Suplex it. Mm -hmm. Throw it to the mice. Yes. Let them take care of it. (laughs) Yes. Because, I mean, there will be be no remnants. No. Mice are going to screw that thing up and with that dear listeners we will say goodbye and thank you for listening to this episode of audio armory and thank you to samantha hogan for our intro and outro music you can find her work at samanthahogan.com 
And you can find her on Twitter at shogan underscore composer. You can find us on Twitter. The show is at Audio Armory Cast. I am at Corrupted Gem. Liz is at Liz Belts. That's Liz with two Zs. You can email us with questions, comments, concerns, topic suggestions, or you can tweet us. Uh, but that email is audioarmorycast at gmail.com. Uh, normally we would have an episode for you in two weeks, but we are going to have to miss that one because I will be traveling and there is, (laughs) so will Liz, so there is no way we can record and edit and do anything. Liz, you got anything else then? Nope. That'd be it for me. Okay. Oh, oh, so we'll have an episode for you likely the week after so that would be the week of april april 10th april 9th whatever Uh, that week is whatever days are the week after the first week of april the (laughs) The second week of april that's what it's called the 11th the 14th the 14th is a saturday that's there we go i'm good at at things sometimes we're good at days and we're good at math uh so until then i have been and always will be your illustrious bard emily cardamus And I will forever and always be your local blacksmith, Liz Belts. And don't throw rocks at birds. Don't throw rocks at birds. Don't challenge mice to fights. That that too. I'm gonna screw you up. Yeah.